following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome in to Main Street Sports today. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant here on this Wednesday edition. And sorry for the, the late start there. We had some technical difficulty, but it appears that we have got it worked out and everything looks good. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us as always. Mo, what's going on? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It is, in fact, it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We've got a great show for you. We've got Pete Weber coming up later in the show. We've got Brady uh, McAtamney, who's going to talk some Clarksville area hoops with us. It's it's going to be a really great show. We've got a lot to get to, uh, including our top story and everything else. So, Mo, let's quickly get into the show, get it going, because we need to get to some results from yesterday. Tonight's schedule, which is very important, because it is uh, unusual in that it's kind of long. So let's get to it and give them today's rundown. This is The Rundown. Tuesday night, high school boys basketball action. Um, Lawrence County defeated Tullahoma 49-44 in District 8 AAA play. Also in District 8 AAA, Marshall County with a 50-44 win over Spring Hill. And in Division 2, District 3, University School of Nashville got a 37-point performance from Josh Stretchen in a 63-60 win at Columbia Academy. And high school girls action, it was Tullahoma 40, Lawrence County 35, and Columbia Academy with a 70-30 win over USM. Last night's NHL action, Vancouver down the Preds 3-1. to one. We'll talk about that later with Pete Weber. We've got NCAA men's action last night. It was 24th-ranked Tennessee scoring the final eight points of the game to get a 68-60 win over Vanderbilt. We'll talk about that one as well later. Tonight in high school basketball action at 5 o'clock, Santa Fe and Wayne County will take part in the doubleheader in Waynesboro. It's, it's Kalioka hosting Collinwood. Columbia Central traveling to Summit, Richland hosting Hampshire, and Independence hosting Ravenwood. In high school wrestling this evening, Columbia Central will also be at Summit. That's a 5.30 start, roughly, if you know, you know. Uh, Junior college basketball action, the Jackson State men will be at the web taking on the charge of the Columbia State. That's a 7.30 start. There is no women's game there. And in NBA action tonight, the Grizzlies travel to Milwaukee, take on Giannis and the Bucks. 7 o'clock start. That's going to do it for today's rundown. Well, we've been kicking around the idea of what to call the top story if it, we're just going to call it the first pitch or the opening kick or what, whatever. Here's a thought. Whatever genre the uh, hmm, the top the, story comes the, from. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. So I nominate that Ron Franklin would be most notably uh, a football play-by-play guy. Saturday night ESPN game. So we're going to call this one the opening drive, and 
Ron Franklin, no, uh, very, very popular voice, famous voice from my childhood on that Saturday night game, uh, has passed away at 79. Yeah. Um, sad news we got yesterday. And like you said, he, um, you know, he, he kind of became iconic for that game and those night games at the collegiate level. I mean, not quite to the Keith Jackson level, but pretty close. Uh, yeah. He was, like you said, synonymous with that Saturday night nationally televised game on ESPN and quite often, you know, in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, I saw a couple of clips um, of some Tennessee-Georgia games, you know, on Twitter last night that he had done and different things like that. And, yeah, um, didn't realize he had been out of it as long as he has. And, unfortunately, his his career ending wasn't – the greatest, but um, did a really good job behind the mic. Yes, absolutely. Also worked for the Houston Oilers and Texas Longhorns. So that's a pretty solid career there for uh, Ron Franklin. So our condolences to his family, and we will obviously never forget some of those iconic calls that he had over the years in his, what, 24-year career. Yeah, 24-year career at ESPN. So mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Worked a lot with Mike Godfrey, former coach yes. at Murray State. Yes. My, he and Mike were pretty well uh, a, a solid team. I mean, mm-hmm. always enjoyed hearing them. But Ron Franklin uh, has passed away at 79 years old. And again, our condolences to him. And that is today's opening drive top story we have brady mcatamney coming up here momentarily to talk about clarksville area hoops montgomery county sports and all that go along with it we'll talk college football college basketball and preds and titans so much more on wild and wacky wednesday so you guys stick with us there's brady he'll be on the other side of the break uh so stick around on main street sports today we'll be right back Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods is a full-service sporting goods store that supplies everything you, team, or your entire league need for sports. Call 388-8060 or go to jonesandlang.com. Apparel, equipment, fan gear, from postseason prep to customized trophies at season's end. They've been in business more than 50 years because they give you the best products, the best service, and the best prices possible. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, located in Neely's Mill right here in Columbus. Call 388-8060 or go to jonesandlang.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barnes. We are coming to you on this hump day edition with all the news that is news across the Mid-State. And when we bring you the most timely and comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee, we tell you we do that because we have the experts with us we're able to to bring in those who know a lot more about it than we do i'm going to get over here in the shade i'm sorry i'm not uh centered up there but uh couldn't see <laughs> seeing is half yeah you know how you turn the radio down so you can see better so you can see better yeah i, I had to be able to see so i could talk better no <laughs> that's that's how it works there you go <laughs> But we do have the experts on tap and the Clarksville area high school sports man himself, Brady McAtamney, joins us from Main Street Preps. Brady, thanks for taking some time today. Glad you glad we could get you uh, two days later. <laughs> hey, better late than never, right? That's right. That's right. Brady doing his um Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. imitation with a Detroit, Detroit Tigers cap on. <laughs> Come on. That's right. I, we, we haven't uh, won a World Series as recently as the Braves, but well, you know, like to think we're getting there. Not everybody can be us. Unfortunately not. <laughs> oh, Brady, where'd you go last night? Uh, so last night I was at uh, Clarksville High. They were playing Rossview, uh, probably, the, the, probably the biggest rivalry in in the county. Um, always fun when those two schools match up. Oh, now, Clarksville and Rossview is bigger than Clarksville and Northeast or Northeast and Northwest? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, those two schools are really just right down the road from each other. Um, Rossview opened up um, really at the turn of the, uh, of the millennium and uh, took a lot of kids from the Clarksville um, high school district, okay. um, that, that zone. So, um, you know, they've kind of just been rivals ever since that area opened up. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of showing my age because I remember <laughs> when Clarksville Northeast and Northwest were the only three schools in Clarksville. And now that yeah. number has basically doubled, not, not counting Montgomery central and, um, mm-hmm. Clarksville Academy, but, but you've, you've also got, Kenwood and Rossview, like you said, and yep. am I forgetting anybody or is, uh, is West it? Creek and West Creek? Yeah, yeah. So they've doubled, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has. That's pretty amazing, um, Brady. From what you can tell, and how long have you been up there? 
Uh, so I'm kind of in the two and a half year uh, area right now. Okay. So how much of that growth is Fort Campbell related? It's a pretty good amount, especially in those newer areas. West Creek and Kenwood definitely benefit a lot from that Fort Campbell growth. Um, and you see it a lot, especially with West Creek. They get a lot of turnaround, um, which it really makes it hard to build up those uh, those sports programs because it seems like you got kids coming in and out of the school every year. It makes it really hard to build a solid foundation for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say there's a good amount of it that has to do with Fort Campbell. And then, you know, sometimes once once guys are done with active duty, you know, they'll they'll choose to stay in the city, um, you know, and, and, you know, maybe buy a home somewhere, settle down somewhere, and their kids will go to another school. Um, so it's definitely got a big impact. You know, it's as I was watching and, and keeping up with your coverage last night, Brady, it, and you talk about that rivalry you could tell the crowds were the crowd was was super into the ball games. Uh, that girls game seemed to be incredibly, uh, I guess, competitive. It was incredibly competitive. Um, I mean, Rossview is is a program that you know for the last decade or so. Obviously, I haven't been here for that whole time, um, but from what I know, this is a program that's really that just kind of always been you know among you know near the top in Middle Tennessee. Um, you know, they're they're not quite you know, that, that where Page or Lebanon are at the moment. Um, but they're always a team that's competing for their district title, competing hard in the region, going to some sub-states. Um, and, and they're going to be right there again this year. And Clarksville High, um, you know, another very good program. And right now they've got Amari Berry, who um, is only a sophomore, came into high school with offers from Vanderbilt and Murray State before even stepping foot on the high school court. Um, she's already taken visits to Louisville, Clemson, um, Memphis getting some attention from even South Carolina over there. So Don, if Don Staley's uh, got your eye on, you, uh, got her eye on you, then you're a pretty good basketball player. So anytime she steps on the court, um, Clarksville's going to be competitive. Um, and that was an incredibly competitive game last night. Uh, they'll meet again in a couple weeks. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I had a chance to see Rossview um, first week of the season, I guess, when they came down to Columbia Central and their length is something that's going to give a lot of teams problems. And it's funny, as you talk about them playing Clarksville last night, uh, I think about those Clarksville teams that had um, future then future UT player Bashara Graves and, right. and some of those other players that went on and played um, four-year ball. And it's, it's kind of ironic that now things have swung toward Rossview to some degree with the talent that they've got. I think they've got a um, girl who has signed with Southern Illinois, Eastern Illinois, uh, Eastern Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So, so definitely a talented bunch. Those lady Hawks over there. They absolutely are. Yeah. You mentioned that length, um, Sydney DeRoche that uh, she's signed with Eastern Illinois. Um, she's a very good, really can, can do it all at three levels, but she's very lengthy, very, she's a very strong player. Um, but they also got some other very lengthy players. Uh, Tori James, who um, is also a volleyball player, uh, a middle hitter in volleyball, very long, uh, long legs, long arms. So she's a great defender. Uh, she, I believe she came in second last year in um, pole vaulting. Uh, um, I, be, I believe it, it was one of the track sports that requires, you know, leaping ability. Uh, <laughs> so, so when you got a player like that, Rome in the middle, 
Um, you know, that's going to give teams a really hard time in the post. And uh, they just got a lot of just really solid, really smart players. They're well coached. Um, Rossview, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely going to give a lot of teams trouble. On the boys' side, um, tell us a little bit about Clarksville because it's, it seems like they have uh, they've had a pretty good year to, to this point. Uh, after the turn of year, though, um, I can't find much about them outside of what you've covered. Yeah, um, they don't uh, they don't do a ton with updating <laughs> um, <laughs> updating their uh, online stuff. Um, they are undefeated, though, in uh, the turn of the year. The last loss was um, in the Willie Brown Memorial Christmas Classic against Father Ryan. Um, obviously, that's a team really no shame in, in taking a loss to. Um, but since then, they've beaten Blackman, West Creek, Northwest, and then last night, Rossview. So they're 13-2 and overall, 2-0 uh, and in the district. Um, they're, they're just uh, like whenever Ted Brown is there, if I don't know, or I'm sorry, Ted Young is there. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. He was a, a player there. He's got his, his jersey retired up at, uh, at Clarksville High, and he's been coaching there for a while. Took Played at Vanderbilt. Day. Yeah, that's right. He did play at Vanderbilt, yep. And he's still probably about 6'8". Um, he's taller than almost every player on the court. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's just an excellent coach. Um, he took a team to the state tournament last year that didn't really have anyone over, like, 6'3", 6'4". Um, JJ Wheat is a big part of that. He's their point guard. Um, he's he just can he can do it all. Um, he's finally getting some college attention with an offer from Fried Free Hardman. There was a guy from Bethel there last night to talk to him. Um, this is a guy who's so good. I was talking to Rossview's coach after the game last night. He said that behind the scenes, he's been trying to get the, this Clarksville player <laughs> some attention from colleges. So he's made a fan from a rival coach. That's how good this guy is. Um, hmm. And you know, I'm not. I'm not shocked to hear that from Johnny Jackson, though. He's he's really a good dude, and he's in it yeah. for the kids. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be his kids, obviously. So that's, that's right. A, that's good stuff there. Yeah, Johnny Jackson. He's he's a great guy. I always I always love catching up with him after games. But yeah, he's been he's been talking to coaches behind the scenes, trying to get JJ Weed attention, uh, as well as you know his own coaches. Um, so if, if Clarksville High is able to, you know, get to that sub-state, even state championship again, it's going to be J.J. Wheat doing a lot of that. But they've got some pretty good players alongside him as well in Jaheim Berry, who is actually the older brother of Amari Berry, um, an incredible shooter, um, not quite the player that his sister is, but a very good player. I believe he's averaging probably around 15 points or something this year um, and really just a lot of solid role players. No, no smack talking going on at home between those two, is there? Oh, I, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah that's that's what you like i mean you know when you've got players like that who who lift or who are willing to take that role and show hey look you know i i'm i'm gonna do my part you guys do your part let's let jj do his thing and we're gonna you know we're gonna be able to to take the next step whatever that next step is for a team and for clarksville uh high school it would be the uh, state finals. So that would be fantastic. You know, uh, Brady got a couple of minutes left here. Just give me some of the other, the other players that we need to be watching out for, because we are just about in the district tournament play. What teams or our players are kind of stick out for you just kind of off the top of your head? Yeah. So uh, looking on the girls side, um, Northwest is, is going to be dangerous again. Um, they haven't been quite as good this year as they were last year. They made it to substate last year, um, had a, uh, I believe a nine, 10 point loss to page. Um, who, of course, is very good again this year. Um, they're led by Tamia Scott, who's a Middle Tennessee commit. Um, 
She's just very long, athletic, good shooter, good teammate. Um, they got some pretty good players alongside her as well. Um, Clarksville Academy boys, um, Eddie Ricks is, is the guy there. He's um, he's a three-star uh, recruit for the 2023 class, um, has some uh, kind of mid-D1 offers so far. Um, and with Isaiah West going down for good pasture, that really opens the door for Clarksville Academy to potentially win that district this year um, with good pasture being not quite 100%. Um, Kenwood, very good basketball team this year. Uh, they're competing in the region with teams like Clarksville, um, Henry County, who's very good out west. Um, but Jalen Washington is their guy. He was my, actually, football player of the year. Uh, he's an incredible quarterback, but also an incredible uh, guard in basketball. Very good defensively. He had a game where he dropped 40 points this year. Um, you know, just a lot of basketball talent, and he's definitely one of those top guys. Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned Rossview and Clarksville girls basketball teams. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, I could do this a lot. Yeah, I could do this all day if you guys couldn't tell. Um, but, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good basketball talent. I would say those teams I mentioned are kind of the ones um, to really watch. Brady McAtamney here on Main Street Sports today. Brady, tell them where they can find you on Twitter and if they want to hear more in depth about Montgomery County and <laughs> some other northern counties in the Main Street area, how can they hear about your podcast absolutely so uh my twitter is uh at brady underscore msp of course that's main street preps uh mainstreetpreps.com mainstreetclarksville.com um jp and i just started up a new podcast with blaine keller who covers robertson sports that is the msp north podcast uh you'll be able to hear that very soon uh we just recorded earlier today um and uh yeah like i said twitter twitter's a very good spot for me i'm always uh, active there, always covering stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd love to uh, to hear from from you guys. All right, that's Brady McAtenney of Main Street Preps. When we come back, we're going to talk about Josh Heupel and Shane Beamer sharing the first year head coach award. That should be fun. So, uh, also UT Vandy hoops. We'll be back on Main Street Sports today. Right after this. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Jones & Lane Sporting Goods is a full-service sporting goods store that supplies everything you, team, or your entire league need for sports. Call 388-8060 or go to jonesandlane.com. Apparel, equipment, fan gear, from postseason prep to customized trophies at season's end. They've been in business more than 50 years because they give you the best products, the best service, and the best prices possible. Jones & Lane Sporting Goods, located in Neely's Mill right here in Columbus. Call 388-8060 or go to jonesandlane.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back into Main Street Sports today. Wanted to get. Uh, I was trying to pull up the article, Mo. <laughs> but uh, here on this Wednesday edition, we've got a fantastic rest of the show for you because we're going to talk a little UT hoops and gridiron. We've got Pete Weber joining us coming up in hour number two. Of course, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We give you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world. It's going to be a lot of fun as well. And and, uh, it appears that Derrick Henry is going to talk to media today. So we'll talk about that as well. But I did want to mention, I I think we had Josh Heupel and Shane Beamer who were awarded the Football Writers of America's Association or Association of America or whatever it is, FWAA. Mm-hmm. The Steve Football Spurrier. Football Writers Fr- Association of America. The okay. Steve Spurrier First Year Coach Award. Except it's a co-coach of the year award uh, being shared between Josh Heupel and South Carolina's Shane Beamer, which I find very odd because one of those beat the other one by like 25 points. Well, so, you know, but yeah, well, one of those beat the other one by 25 points, but one of those beat Florida. Uh, I didn't. Okay. Let's let South Carolina play Florida in week three. <laughs> different Florida teams, man. Different. They were different Florida teams. You, I that mean, team I, almost beat Alabama. <laughs> I, I mean, they were different Florida teams and that Florida team that South Carolina was fortunate enough to play was. Ready to be done, I think. I mean, so I mean, I, I but I, I do think that Bear is pointing out, though. Also, um, a little later in the year, I mean, South Carolina beat a pretty good North Carolina team in the bowl game, and Tennessee, and and we've talked about this, and I'm certainly not defending. I'm just saying, you know, Tennessee probably lost a game that they should have won in the bowl game, but you know. Regardless, this is the second time for Heifel to win this award. He was also the um, 2018 winner when he was at UCF in his first year. So <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't have many more of these yeah, on Exactly, the yeah. I mean, if you're a UT fan, you have to hope that he doesn't win this it again. Is, yeah, so, this is the last one. So, yeah. <laughs> once once again, Mo, head-to-head, it's, it's pointless. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, and and we, we talk a lot about that, and – uh, it it doesn't seem to mean what you would think it would mean. I had not really heard of this award until this last few days. Right? But it dates. Uh, 
and it took a lot <laughs> to run this down, but this dates back to um, 2002 when Tyrone Willingham wanted at Notre Dame. Jeez, Tyrone I Willingham, that's a name. And and clearly it wasn't always the Steve Spurrier first-year coach award since Steve Spurrier won it in 2005 at South Carolina. That's interesting. I wonder what made them choose Steve Spurrier of all the people who had success in their first year. I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with it presenting our Chris Mort. I that that it. So, <laughs> all right, I'll give you the money to uh to promote it. But but you got to put my my coach's name on it. But you so. got to put you got to put Steve Spurrier's name. That's interesting. I, I just, uh, whatever. <laughs> um I'm, I'm, I mean, this is this is great news. I mean, we knew that Josh Heupel came in and way overachieved. I mean, yeah, he lost a game that he probably should have won in the bowl game, but honestly, he shouldn't have been in the bowl game. Shouldn't have been in a bowl game, period. I mean, based on what we saw the last couple of years and the, the players who transferred out and all of those things, the fact that Josh Heupel won seven ball games is a miracle. So, Yeah, and, and again – you know, what they were able to get done on the offensive side of the ball in particular was was really impressive, especially after you lose an Eric Gray and a Ty Chandler out of your backfield. Um, it, it was pretty spectacular what they were able to get done on offense. And now hopefully, you know, they can get the defensive side shored up because they certainly need to. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be nice to have – some some players to build around. Um, obviously, one of those cornerstones will not be back. So, uh, crap. What's his name, Mo? Uh, Alon Taylor is not coming yes. back. Is that who you were talking about? Yes, Alon Taylor. Yeah. Who um, and and his his you know his absence in the bowl game may have played a part in the way things went against Purdue because I'm sure that had a lot to it a little shaky yeah yeah and he's a I mean he's one of those guys those those quarterback guys the leader guys who Mm -hmm. who's been there for for a long time and and obviously you know uh semi-local so yeah anyway um before we get too far gone uh I do want to talk about UT Vandy last night because at one point the SEC network panned to the Vanderbilt student section, which housed mostly orange and white and talked about that on the broadcast. And that, that can't be great if you are Vanderbilt administration or a Vanderbilt fan. If you are a Vanderbilt fan who can't get into the building in particular, that can't be great. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they think they're making the best decision based on the based on the information that they have. I, but it's tough. It's a tough decision to swallow that they're not letting fan uh, students in or whoever it is that they're not letting in. It's it's tough and. You know, the fact that Vanderbilt has picked up a pair of big wins on the road has lost twice at home really kind of makes it even worse. Then again, okay, so let me ask you this. Are Vandy students not allowed or are they just not given tickets? 
Like, hmm. how do they know you're a Vandy student if you just go if buy you a just, ticket? If you just go buy a ticket, well, why are you going to buy something that you're used to getting for free? That though? you should get for free. I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying, like, they're not. They're not saying, sorry, you're a Vandy student. You can't go. They're saying if you're going to go, you're going to have to buy a ticket. We're not giving them to you for free to go sit in uh, a, a crowd with one another, which I, is, again, I mean, if they have class on campus, and I'm sure that there's some sort of social distancing in classes, but I, I'm just thinking that there's probably some – they may be overthinking this at, at some level. So, <laughs> whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Vanderbilt overthinking thing? overthinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's never happened before. That doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, here's the thing: if you have your fans in the building last night, you probably scored those last eight points and win sixty-eight sixty instead of the team that had their fans in the gym giving them that momentum. That's oh, hot, 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 hot. <laughs> this hey, guy. Did, did you see what I tweeted last night after uh, Jacksonville State got the win at Central Arkansas? I did not. So uh, JSU, uh, Central Arkansas misses a shot. JSU gets the rebound with nine seconds to go. D- they dribble down the court, and our big guy trailing is wide open. So they dump it to him. He dunks it, gets fouled. JSU wins 86-81. And at the time, Scotty Pippen was like one of five from the floor. And my tweet, bad night Scotty Pippen's court and junior. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it was a tough day. He ended up having 18 points, but 10 of them came from the line. Yeah. And I think, I listened to um, some of some of it on my way back from CA last night. I think it was after the under eight before he hit a second field goal. Mm. So tough night. So it's the Scotty Pippen court. It is, in fact, the Scotty Pippen court at Central Arkansas. So that, and that's so that's with a Y, right? Uh, because one of them spells it with a Y, and the other Junior one with spells it with a Y. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, that's correct. But they're senior and junior. It's probably not. Scotty is just probably a nickname, I'm sure. I'm sure his name is Scott. 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 So, yes. anyway, I just thought, I thought it was funny because, you know, <laughs> they both, neither of them were having good nights at that particular moment. Neither so. the court nor the union. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Good call. But, you know. Vanderbilt falls to Tennessee, sixty-eight, sixty at home in Memorial, and I, I gotta think the crowd had something to do with it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, it's time to take a break. Halftime coming up. We got Titans and Pete Weber coming up on the other side, as well as Wild and Wacky Wednesday. So you guys stick with us uh, at halftime. Talk about Wordle. So, spoiler alert: I'm going to give you the word of the day in this halftime. But there's a good reason for it. So if you have not played your Wordle yet, do not listen to halftime. We'll be back Let's after not- this. <laughs> 